The life for a manager inside an organization has an unrelenting pace, with very few occasions where there is uninterrupted time. As a result, relationship building and development opportunities may fall by the wayside or become superficial due to the enormity of managerial time constraints. In today's pandemic world, there is a somewhat different issue. While there are group calls on Zoom or Teams, most interactions rely on the manager's willingness and discipline of connecting individually with team members. Today, we are discussing five ways leaders can maximize these in-person and online work interactions. Welcome to the 90th percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast by Zanger Folkman. Each week, using research from over 1.5 million global assessments of leaders, we analyze different leadership traits, trends, and what it really takes for leaders to get to the 90th percentile. I'm Brianna Corrin, and joining me today is my good friend and leadership legend, Jack Sanger. Nice to be with you, Bree. So a few years ago, you gave a speech about this topic, about um, short work interactions. And I remember it being one of my favorites um, because I struggle sometimes with being too abrupt in brief interactions. Like I get on the phone with my mom and I immediately launch into the reason why I called and she will stop me and say, hi, how are you, Brianne? How was your day? And I feel so bad. (laughs) Anyways, I, I think there's just a lot we can learn about how to have brief yet helpful and personal conversations with those we work with and interact with on a daily basis. And now we have to change many of these valuable brief in-person interactions that we used to have so easily in an office to virtual digital ones. And that means we need to make sure emails, texts, phone, Zoom interactions are not so abrupt and that we can are you know still cultivating a friendly work environment. And that, that can be tricky. So I asked you if you could go back to this speech and look at how people can maximize these brief interactions in our current work environment. You know, frankly, Bree, I guess my emphasis today would be quite different than it was two years ago. Back then, I was searching for ways to make interactions more efficient and and brief. Today, my emphasis would be on making them more engaging and and personal. Back in 1980, Henry Mintzberg authored a book called The Nature of Managerial Work. And in it, he noted that managerial activity was characterized by its enormous variety, that it consisted of a series of relatively brief interactions, and that it was incredibly fragmented. He observed that phone calls average less than six minutes. Typical one-on-one meetings average 12 minutes. You know, my guess is if Mintzberg were to repeat that research today, most of us would assume that the phone calls and meetings have grown more frequent, in-person conversations are far less frequent, and many even shorter. Mm -hmm. Pace has become more hectic still. It used to be that most leaders could not find half hours of uninterrupted time in their day. Now, with many managers working from their homes or apartments, that has radically changed. They have to initiate conversations or they just don't occur. Uh, Time is not the big issue that it used to be, but the quality and the impact of the conversation has now become paramount. That hectic pace 
would have the potential to work if being a good collaborator and team player didn't present the need for frequent interactions with others, but it does. And being a good boss means that people must have access to you. In other words, you can't just shut yourself in your office all day so you can get your work done. And obviously, when in the office, many executives leave their door open. Now that some people are not physically together, how can leaders adjust to show that former open door policy? Our current situation is exposing several pitfalls. One is that it can have the manager or leader revert to their old ways, which often were being an individual contributor, doing the work rather than managing the work. Another challenge is that the subordinates are often reluctant to call their boss unless it is really urgent or or an extremely important issue. That means that the casual or informal connections that we used to have in the lunchroom or in the hallway must largely be initiated by the boss or they simply don't happen. Yet the fundamental bedrock of leadership has not changed. Influence is directly proportional to the quality and frequency of the connections you make through the day. Well said, yeah. I mean, these conversations, they, they have to happen. They need to happen. So, so what can leaders do to keep them brief, but still meaningful and, and effective? Well, the first, uh, the first thought would be to define the pace and the purpose that you wish to have when you initiate the conversation. You know, in normal times, when you would drop by someone's office, you could remain standing. And after exchanging a couple of remarks, you might express appreciation or note some of the things that they've done. And that conversation needn't take long, but it can go a long way in building strong relationships. You know, that same approach can be used on a telephone call or a Zoom call. But the purpose of interactions is not solely to answer a question or solve a problem. It is in today's world to stay connected with the other person. So maybe asking what good things are happening with your family. What are you doing for fun in these challenging days? Hmm. Our research clearly shows that the best leaders are connecting on a human level with their colleagues. Another important conversation you could have with others involves staying informed about the organization. It used to be that you could drop by someone's office and say, I'd like to hear what good things are happening in your area. Or if you're really courageous, tell me something you think I don't know and don't want to hear. (laughs) But those conversations don't have to be long. And if you were in the driver's seat, you can make them happen at a relatively brisk pace. In today's working remotely world, you need to stay connected and informed. But it's a little bit more difficult today. Yeah, I I really like the focused questions that you brought up and, and the personal ones. So when you're in control of the interaction, you're saying that just that simply asking the right questions, regardless of the environment, is is what is most helpful. But let's turn the table about the conversations you are not in control of. What about those? Well, and so that brings up, I guess, the my, my point number two. Other conversations can be softly, gently guided. Again, during normal times, uh, when someone came into your office and you want to have a laid back chat, uh, you can do that, fine. Or you can respectfully kind of change the pace of the conversation. 
you could stand up and therefore signal you're short of time or better still, just be very honest and tell the person that you do have a time constraint and you let them know at the beginning of the conversation just how much time you have to talk or whether mm -hmm. we should schedule it for a later time. There's a great story about the, the former CEO of uh, HCL Technologies in India, a man named Vineet Nayar, who described that in most interactions, his experience had been that when people came in to see him, that they needed something, they wanted something. So when people came by his office, he would exchange some pleasantries and then he would say, so you need something from me. What is it? The hmm. person would reply with something like, well, I need your approval to purchase X, Y, Z. Or, and he would say to them, well, describe it to me briefly. The person would, and then he would say something like, it's approved. Um, and so he found that most of the time these interactions could be cut to one or two minutes and the meeting was over and helping other people to get to the heart of the matter and to let them know that you respect their time and you want them to respect yours can occur. But, you know, especially in today's COVID circumstances, the point is make certain that every interaction has a positive outcome. Definitely. But I, I think that, you know, the third principle maybe is just set the expectations with your team. Uh, employees really do appreciate consistency. And, and whatever way you consistently choose to push conversations forward, knowing that will help them be better prepared. For example, if, if a person drops by your office with a question or a problem, and the first question out of your mouth is consistently going to be, what do you think? What have you considered? What strikes you as the best way to go? That does accelerate the conversation. And especially if they know that you're going to ask for a very clear statement of what they want and need from you and their solution, it won't take many conversations for them to realize that they should always come to you with a proposed solution in mind. Hmm. But do you, do you think that when it's online and, and not in person, that kind of straightforward approach might come off as a little bit unfriendly? Like how do you balance getting what you need without seeming cold? Well, and Bree, I think that is the real danger. Um, that's the argument for being able to see each other and not just hear uh, the other person. Hmm. Uh, I can tell a lot by the smile on your face about how you're feeling and what your intention is. Uh, asking people what do you think nearly always generates a positive response because it conveys respect. Mm -hmm. It signals that you value their opinion and that you don't think you've got all the right answers to everything. Uh, and I think that helps the conversation to have even more positive outcomes. But I think... Uh, that's why I prefer Zoom calls over telephone calls. 80% of communication is what you see, not what you hear. Hmm. Good point. So the fourth um, aspect that you talked about was about sh meetings. And you said even very short scheduled meetings can be very effective. Now, we know, <laughs> we know everyone just loves a long meeting that drags on and takes up a good chunk of their work day. I think the consensus is that most people don't like long meetings. So how, how do you keep them brief and effective? 
Well, you know, work does expand to fill the time available for its completion. This is one of C. Northcote Par Parkinson's famous laws. Typically, we find that if we say a project will take two weeks to complete, that sure enough, it always takes two weeks to complete. <laughs> yeah. Almost never gets done before then. Lawrence Peters, the author of the book, The Peters Principle, applied that same principle to, to meetings. You know, a meeting will always expand to fill the time that you've allocated for it. Hmm. So I think the answer is, you know, try scheduling shorter meetings, maybe half hour meetings, maybe even on occasion a 15 minute meeting. Uh, people come prepared, people realize that it, it requires a decision. Um, and again, in this pandemic world, meetings seem to have a dual purpose of being a vehicle to get things accomplished and decisions made. But it's also a time for people to connect on a human level. That's true. Um, and that segues well into your final point about brief interactions, and that is improving the quality of your meetings. I, I find it very telling that one of the most frequent written complaints people make to their bosses in our Zinger Folkman 360 assessment is about the quality of their meetings. This is something leaders are, are, are really judged harshly on. So the ability to run a good in-person or Zoom meeting is, is a coveted skill. So where do leaders go wrong? Well, I think they're classic, Bree. The problems range from meetings that don't have an agenda, uh, don't have a clearly defined purpose, um, no prior preparation, uh, no background materials being sent in advance. Uh, so it takes time and it takes work, but I think there's clearly uh, a benefit if, if a, a leader sets the example for his or her colleagues by conducting brief but effective meetings. Zoom, Teams, WebEx, Skype, however you do them, they can be treacherous because one person can sabotage the meeting by making negative remarks or by taking an undue amount of time. And the subtle nonverbal cues that get exchanged in an in-person meeting are just simply not as obvious on a Zoom call. Well, I hope these suggestions inspire all of our listeners to not only improve their brief interactions, but also increase them. It has been a weird year for everyone. And I think a lot of us are, are suffering and, and craving human interactions more than we have in the past. So just checking in and writing a nice note, I, it goes a long way now to creating a positive environment among your team members, whether you're online or six feet apart. Well, absolutely. And I guess the, the message to all, all leaders is don't, don't let your busy day tempt you to decrease the number of interactions you have with people. These conversations can be really beneficial and they can also be positive and short. On the other hand, don't have people avoid you because they don't want to hear a 45 minute monologue on whatever topic is emotional with you right now. <laughs> Emotions are contagious. So make your interactions and your meetings consistently positive. By using a variety of approaches, you can make an extremely powerful and positive impact through an ongoing stream of brief but highly engaging interactions.
The 90th Percentile and Unconventional Leadership Podcast was written and recorded by Brianna Corin and Jack Sanger and produced by Zanger Folkman with music by Pleasant Pictures. If you're interested in learning more about Zanger Folkman's award-winning 360-degree assessments, leadership and coaching offerings, or would like to attend our monthly webinar series hosted by Jack and Joe, visit our website at sangerfolkman.com. If you like our podcast, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. All resources and links to the research referenced in this episode can be found in the episode details or on our podcast page on zangerfolkman.com.